Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Matthew 23. We're going to go back to the first verse again and read it and set the context. Uh, Things are beginning to intensify greatly between the religious rulers and Jesus. As a matter of fact, it's these conflicts right here which ultimately lead them to kill him, Okay, to orchestrate his killing. Uh, This 23rd chapter is really, really intense. I mean, really intense. So the first verse, it says this. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. Now his disciples are there, the crowds are there, the Pharisees and the religious rulers, the scribes, they're there also. When you see the context of chapter 21, 22, all the way through. They're there. They're hearing this. And what does he say? We've gone through the last couple episodes. Jesus is saying, hey, they have established themselves as the leaders right here in the chair of Moses. Here's what the deal is, though. Jesus says the things that they're teaching you to do, if it's of Moses, then you do it. Observe it. But don't do what they do. Don't do their deeds. Verse 4, they tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men, men's uh, shoulders. But they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men. So he's just cutting to the chase with them. He said, everything they do, these great deeds that you say, they do it simply to be noticed. For they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassel of their garments. This is the regalia that was required by the law that they would wear. That's fine. But they make it really, really showy. Verse 6. They love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called a rabbi by men. But then Jesus says in these next three verses to do not do certain things. Verse 8, do not be called rabbi for one is your teacher and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Verse 10, do not be called leaders For one is your leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be be exalted. So what Jesus is saying is don't don't go around here with this pious attitude of calling yourself the teacher and then mandating and requiring other people to call you the teacher or to call you father or to call you the one, (laughs) the leader. We have these kind of things, you know, the elders, the deacons, and most of our society in Western churches is the pastor. And that whole title and that whole role and the way it functions today, you do not see that within the Scripture. And then we wonder why there's such a high incidences of what happens within pastoral roles. I know of way too many pastors that have taken their own lives. I know way too many pastors uh, that uh, do not take care of themselves physically. They either drink too much, they eat too much, they uh, self-medicate too much. There's all sorts of ways to put it. There's things that that they do because they're functioning in the way that you don't see in the Scripture. You know, we look at it as being this supreme office and, you know, you need to have the vision. You're the one that leads. No, 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 no. That's not what you see in the Scripture at all. You see plurality of leadership. You see uh, servant leadership. The greatest among you, he says right here, will be the servant. 
that they walk in humility with one another. Then Jesus, in verse 13, launches. He continues the same discussion. He says this, but, but, yeah. So in juxtaposition between the greatest among you shall be servant, that you need to walk humbly. And if you walk humbly, God will exalt you. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He says this seven or eight times. I think it's eight times in this passage right here. That, I mean, to their face, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And then he starts describing what they do. And he's describing, he's already mentioned several of these things and referred to it. And he mentioned earlier in this chapter. Look what he says. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter in yourself, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. What were they doing? They were shutting off the kingdom of heaven. What did Jesus preach? He preached good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, as is expressed in Matthew. He preached of the kingdom of heaven. And he's saying, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. <coughs> what does that woe to you mean? That means that woe is going to come upon you, okay? That this is not going to end well for you. Because look what you're doing. You are not allowing the people to enter in. They're wanting to enter in to the kingdom of heaven, but you're shutting them off. And you say, well, how are they shutting them off? Well, they, they were saying that what Jesus did with the miraculous things was by Beelzebub. They were saying that he was of Satan. <laughs> That's sort of slamming the door shut, isn't it? Yeah. And the people knew that the religious rulers were coming against Jesus. They knew what was happening and what was going on. And Jesus just tells them, says, hey, here's what the problem is. You are shutting off the kingdom of heaven. It's bad enough that you don't enter in yourself. He said, you're not entering in and you're not allowing those who are entering to go in. In other words, there are people that were trying to enter in to the kingdom, but they're being torn. Okay, they're being torn because of what their religious rulers are saying. Man, we see this today. We see it in overt ways. We see it in subtle ways. Uh, any given particular moment, I can give you examples of this, okay? Uh, people want to enter into the kingdom. Particularly, they want to enter into the power of the kingdom. They want to enter into the walk of the kingdom of God. As a, a buddy of mine said one time, he uh, had a friend that got saved. And his friend came to him after two or three weeks and said, Hey, uh, when do we get to do the stuff in the red letters? And my friend went, What? Yeah. In other words, the red letters. I'm reading from a lit, red letter edition of the Bible right now. When Jesus is speaking, it's in red letters. And he was asking, When do we get to do this? When do we get to heal the sick? When do we get to comfort those that are uncomforted? <laughs> when do we get to raise the dead? You know, when does this happen? And what was happening, they were shutting down the kingdom then. People shut down the kingdom today. They'll come along and say, oh, oh, that was that was for a different time. That was not for this time. And that doesn't occur anymore today. You know, that kind of nonsense. Let's read one more verse here. Verse 14. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. This is Jesus speaking now. Because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. We've already encountered this verse in a couple of cross-references and earlier things that we've read and what Jesus is saying. 
He's saying, woe to you, because what are you doing? You're taking advantage of the widows. You're literally devouring their houses. Again, people will say, well, that doesn't occur today. Oh, yes, it does. It occurs overtly. I could tell you stories. It occurs covertly without people even knowing. I could tell you stories. And he says, then you make, for a pretense, you make long prayers. These long prayers, they sound so good, and they sound so wonderful, and they use wonderful language, and they sound like there's so much of God, and they're long, and they wear you down. And Jesus calls them a pretense. What's a pretense? Now, that's a good question, isn't it? Okay. It's something that you do for as an, like an excuse or a pretext or a pre-movement of something that you really wanted. It's an outward kind of thing. So well, what's the point he's making? The point he's making is that you do these long prayers to where you can look a certain kind of way, to where you can come across a certain kind of way, what people would think of you in a certain kind of way, to where you can do what you really want to do, which is devour the widow's houses. Uh-huh which is to shut off the kingdom of heaven of these folks because you don't want any part of it and you don't want them to have part of it. All you want is the money. <clears throat> the world is right. Always follow the money. These are the first two woes. There are more. We will get to them. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.